Guys are very vain, you know, guys are very visual type of people. So any kind of like compliments that, that you get or any kind of support of, of facial hair, guys are, are they're going to eat that up, you know, and, and every guy looks in the mirror and has insecurities about his own beard and, and will compare his beard to like all those hot models you see and, and wish his beard, you know, looked like that. So just helping him through that process of, of knowing that his beard is unique to him and it's what makes him himself and, and loving and supporting that is going to be very helpful. Being interested in a man and everything that's part of that man is very uh, sexy, you know? Mm-hmm. So if, if uh, a woman is into the beard and strokes its beard, then I would say, you know, probably 95% of guys, you know, 90, 100% of guys are going to dig that. Your lifelong passions, dreams, and aspirations. Your joys and creative spurs. Your femininity. Your success. All in one place. This is Girl Skill with your host, Anna Rova. All right. Hello, lady, and welcome to Girl Skill Podcast. And this is a very special segment of Girl Skill Podcast. If you want to go back and kind of get a background of what this episode is about and why is it a little bit different, you can go to the exciting changes on Girl Skill Podcast episode that I just released a few days ago or weeks ago, if you're listening to this a bit further. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Know that this is not the regular episode. In fact, these are episodes from a podcast that I've been doing about five years ago when I was interviewing men about women and relationships. So the quality is not that great. I'm very new and green, but the reason I'm releasing this is because, well, because we're pivoting into something new with the Girl Skill Podcast. And while we were waiting for that to happen, I just decided to entertain you a little bit, to throw in some education and to just see how green I was five years ago when I was interviewing all these men, a little bit nervous, a little bit awkward, you know how it is. But this was the bedrock of my work and my understanding of men. So I really hope you enjoy this. And I really hope, you know, you'll find that pretty cool. And I'm very excited to release it. A little bit nervous, but also excited. So enjoy this episode. Uh, stay until the end because an awkward jar, a special segment, an awkward jar is is waiting for you. And yeah, just let me know how this is for you. I'm always, you know, on Instagram as Anna Rova. I'm on Facebook, but you can also email me at Anna at girlskill.com. Let me know what you think. Please be gentle because <laughs> five years ago, I was like a completely different Anna. So Enjoy the episode and yeah, I'll see you at the end. Bye. Girl skill, female success redefined. All right. So today we have on the show the urban beardsman whose name is Eric Benholtz. He is the founder and spokesman for the beard brand and whose mission is fostering style for the urban beardsmen and changing culture and how society views beards. And you guys sell beard care, beard oils and the grooming kits and men's accessories. You also have been on Shark Tank and you were asking, I think, uh, was that right? $400,000 in exchange for 15% of your company. And you also yep. valued it at $2.6 billion. And that's an amazing episode, which I'm going to link to in the show notes. And it was it was really funny. And talking in terms of the times of the beard, you're saying that the shaving fad is ending now and beard brand will be leading the charge. And you also mentioned that we're going through a renaissance of the facial hair revolution. And <laughs> ultimately, our goal is to change the way society sees the 
the beard. And you have an incredible story and you've been featured. I mean, you and your company and your partner and your team have been featured on the men's journal, Yahoo, Shopify, Inc.com, FastCompany.com. I think because mostly you've built a great, great brand. And from just an idea that you had and a passion for the beard, you've built an amazing company and you have a great following and a great brand. As I said, I, I fell in love with it instantly, even if I'm a woman, you have an awesome YouTube channel, which is hilarious. And I love how you always say, hi, internet, <laughs> like you're talking to the internet. <laughs> and you have 58,000 subscribers. And some of your episodes have more than 400,000 views. And you basically make these episodes about the mustache wax guide and the beard growth tips and like eating made easy and all that stuff. And you have an amazing blog and the stuff you write is incredible. And as I said, you have a Facebook page, which is also also great in Instagram and all that stuff. So yeah, Eric, so thanks for coming to the show. I'm really excited to be talking to you, as I said, and we're going to start real quick before we even get into the story of how all of this happened, how the beard happened. First question I ask all men on the show is, what do you find attractive in a woman, Eric? Well, uh, first of all, thank you for that very warm introduction. I think <laughs> you, you hit more than anyone else in regards to what we've done so far. So, so good research on your behalf. <laughs> For me, you know, what, what I look for in a woman and, and uh, you know, from like a relationship standpoint, you know, it's all about that chemistry and, and being able to kind of play well together. And, uh, and my wife, she's uh, very calm and kind of has this like cool confidence that I like about her that uh, I think is uh, really attractive in, in women. Yeah, what, what do you mean by cool confidence? Because usually like women say, I like to have a confident man. What does cool confidence mean in a woman? I mean, uh, so I like people who are very uh, humble and quiet. Mm -hmm. And then the confidence is kind of doing things without saying anything about it. You know, they just get stuff done. Okay. So, uh, you know, I kind of like that. I mean, not, not only in my, my wife, but just in people in general. I think it's a, a very positive attribute to have. Cool. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about your wife uh, towards the end of the show and how her relationship to the beard. <laughs> but for now, share with us your story, because from what I know, it started with a beard competition you went, which was your passion. And like in about, I don't remember how many uh, months, but maybe 17 months or two years or so, you were in Shark Tank and you were featured in New York Times and Startup Weekend and all of that stuff. So uh, tell us about that. How did this all happen? Yeah, the, the story actually starts before that beard competition. I used to be a uh, financial advisor mm -hmm. at a big bank. And, you know, that's a very uh, corporate job, which <laughs> required, you know, suits and, yeah. you know, traditional hairstyles. And they really had the pressure to, to not have a beard, not have facial hair. And that job wasn't a good fit for me. It wasn't something I was passionate about. So I left there and I had grown a beard in the past. And I had grown a fairly long beard, but after quitting this job, I was kind of going through one of my many midlife crises, and I'm like, I'm just going to grow my beard out <laughs> until uh, I don't want to grow That's a good reason to grow a beard, the midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, uh, a good friend said, uh, have them early and have them often. Oh, so uh, I, I've had quite a few of them. Okay. As, uh, just make sure I know who I am. So uh, <laughs> it was during this growing process that uh, a lot of people would just be like, hey, Grizzly Adams or ZZ Top or, you know, hippie, vagabond, outdoorsman. And like, these are all the stereotypes that were associated with a guy with a beard mm -hmm. when I was growing mine out. 
and they're cool in their own right, but they weren't something that I ever connected with. I never identified with. And it was at that event that I realized there were other guys out there who are like me. I was a, you know, a businessman. I was a designer. I was a creative type. And uh, I preferred the city life. You know, I like going to cities. I like traveling the world. I like eating food. You know, I like spending time in town. And that's where I came up with the idea for Urban Beardsman to kind of describe these guys who wanted to wear facial hair who didn't fit the traditional stereotypes mm. and kind of give them the tools that they needed to feel confident about wearing a beard in, a, in an environment that traditionally was was frowned upon. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I love what you're doing. And from the behalf of all the women listening and all the women in the world, I would love to thank you for contributing to uh, all the modern men who want to grow this amazing beard. And it's almost for me like a sign of manhood, which is a great transition into my next question, which is what is a beard to a man? Like, I love how you were talking about the blend between traditional and the urban guy. And you're doing this. This is why it's the urban beards, man. But what does a beard represent to a man? A beard to a guy is, I mean, it's like you get the beard when you go through puberty. So it's like the, the stage of becoming a man is, is mm. being able to grow that beard out. And just the act of, I mean, really, it's like being an adult, being able to provide for a family, being able to take care of yourself. And then having confidence to kind of like stand out against a traditional yeah. view of, of what you should do. You know, so it's a little bit of an independent streak, a little bit of like a freedom streak in it as well to, to grow one out, mm-hmm. especially yeah. like a, a longer beard. Yeah. And also a sense of style in a way. Yeah. I mean, you've got to, uh, there's a lot of guys with beards uh, who don't have any style at all, you know? So Mm -hmm. your beard is really similar to your head hair in the sense that you can style differently. You can wear it differently uh, and do different things with it. And, you know, for a lot of people, actually, uh, a lot of guys who lose their hair, you know, all they have left is their beard. beard It's almost like their head hair. So we get lucky in the sense that, you know, if God forbid women ever lose their hair, you know, they've got no beard to fall back on. Whereas with a guy, you know, if we lose our hair, at least we've got our beards that we can uh, show off to. There you go. Awesome. (laughs) So tell me, you're doing this incredible, like, YouTube channel and teaching men how to take care of it and the history of it and all of that stuff. So tell us a little bit about that, like the history of beards, because obviously you're researched and uh, you studied the history of beards how has it developed during the years and i know i also read there are some political and even social connotation to the beard and i guess this is also i mean just like style and fashion changes with with the times with the political times and all of that so tell us a little bit about that so that we women who know nothing about it can be a little bit enlightened beard enlightened <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sure someone could spend hours talking about yeah. beards so I'll, I'll try to keep it Pretty short, but every culture that you look at throughout history has some kind of relationship with the beard, you know, and some are more intense relationships than others. Like, you know, Sikhs are very passionate about not cutting their hair. That includes their beards and, and of course, their head hair. And then in America, there's like the Amish who Mm -hmm. grow a beard, but not the mustache. And then there's like um, a social structure, like in certain militaries where a mustache is only worn by the higher-ranking official. And, you know, there's just all these interesting tidbits of how the beard has played a role and part of various societies and cultures. And So what is this thing uh, I wanted to ask you? Because, uh, as I mentioned before, I see lo- this whole look of lumbar sexual and the beard coming back 
It's almost like the beard is coming back to the modern man. What do you attribute to the popularity of the beard these days? Like what's going on with, with the man? Or like, is there anything going on that maybe we don't see or any theories? Yeah, I think uh, I could probably relate the popularity of the beard on a couple of key indicators. The first is going to be the transition of the workplace from like, I would almost say like a cog type of work infrastructure where traditionally in the past or in the 50s, you kind of think about a giant organization like IBM and they have a role like a, a salesman Yeah, and they'll put anyone into that, so that role and that person just has to do whatever procedures that they've already established, right? So rather than looking at the talent to bring in, they're looking at molding someone to something that's already set. Whereas what's happened with, really with the internet and the ability for things to change so rapidly mm-hmm. and business to be done so quickly is the talent that companies need to bring in, they're less concerned with actually them being able to mold to a process and they're more concerned about them being able to solve issues to overcome challenges and really to execute on issues to grow business. So what's happened is ultimately companies care less about how they look Mm -hmm. and more about how they perform. And when given the option of what to do with their own style, men are going to default to having a beard because it's kind of, it's in their DNA. It's who they are. It's like, Guys are, if they can grow head hair, they're going to grow head hair, you know, nine times out of 10, very few guys choose to shave their head when they have a full head of hair, you know? So it's just kind of the preference that that most guys have in the shift in there. And then the other, the other thing that I also see is, is, uh, you know, uh, the rise of women as breadwinners and and the rise of the number Mm -hmm. of guys staying at home to take care of their family. And these guys, you know, they, they report to, uh, really no one, you know, they, they take care of the family and, and, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, I know, I know a lot of stay at home dads who, who choose to wear facial hair as well. So them being out and about and, and showing themselves, uh, is another way to, to just kind of see that. And, you know, they take care of themselves as well. So hmm, very interesting. Never thought about this, but very cool. Thank you for providing this valuable insight. So Eric, my question to you is because on the So I wanted to ask you about business and the niche, you know, because even on Shark Tank and I think a lot of the articles were like, how are you going to grow this business? Because there are just so many men that are going to be into beards and some of them are not going to be. So I just want to ask you through this time that you've been doing this, have you seen, are you really converting like beardless men into being bearded men? Like, are you really encouraging them to grow a beard? Because I know you're also, when you're talking about the beard, you're also educating them about their diet and all of that stuff. So have you seen this trend growing? And is your mission to basically make every single man bearded and like, <laughs> we're going to live in this world of all the bearded men? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, well, a couple of things. First of all, I don't think we're in a beard trend. We're seeing the end of the shaving so mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're just uh, in a movement back to, to the north. And uh, I, I do think uh, through our channel, we've been able to inspire a few guys to embark on a journey of, of growing uh, <laughs> what is called a year, which is a really long beard. It's a year, year of beard growth. And I will get messages from people all the time or I'll see it where, where we've inspired them to grow their beard, which is fun to get. But we're not in a mission to you know, make the world bearded. What we're in the mission <laughs> to do is, is to support men on the endeavors that they want to embrace upon. Yeah. So if they want to have a beard, you know, we're going to help them with that. And then 
if they need to shave off their beard, then, uh, you know, we'll support them there. We don't have any products to sell right now, but, you know, we do encourage them to just do what they want to do on the inside rather than trying to fit this mold that, that society's pushing them yeah. to do. And I almost feel like what when your journey started, you said midlife crisis, I feel like every almost every single man would have this thought in his head. I mean, I'm not a man. I can't even imagine having facial hair, but I'm assuming that at one point in your life, you're thinking, hmm, maybe I should grow the beard, you know, longer and see how it feels like. And this is where you come in to like help them really guide them through this journey. If they want or not, they can continue. I mean, if they want, they continue. And if not, they just shave it off. So this Yeah. Is and I mean, uh, it's funny because all guys grow for a different reason. You know, some guys grow mm. because they just hate shaving and some guys <laughs> grow because, yeah, or they, uh, you know, they're insecure about their face in some way and they, they prefer the look that the beard gives them mm-hmm. or they just simply, you know, they like having a beard. It's fun to stroke, you know, it's fun to, to play with. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then some, some guys do it because it is kind of a, a trend or a fashion or a movement, you know, something like that. So yeah. you do get some guys who, who do it for the, the style aspect yeah. of it. So, so no and, ma- and all those reasons are okay. You know, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. So no matter where they are in their life, no matter what the reason is, uh, you're, always there, you're always there for the fellow men, for the fellow urban beardsmen. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely awesome love it and it's almost like a brotherhood you know like fight club where nobody talks about it so i guess uh, you guys have your own uh, rules and stuff like that well, maybe not but anyways hi girlfriends sorry to interrupt uh, you're listening to the episode but i quickly wanted to jump in and let you know that i have prepared something exciting for you if you're interested in polarity femininity and how to embrace your feminine and how to attract primarily masculine men in your life this announcement is going to be very useful for you because i'm talking about my signature uh training. Uh, I'm like, how do I describe this experience? Because it's really an experience, you know. This is a signature training, my one-hour webinar that I've put together. And it honestly, it's it's been through a few iterations in the last two years. But I feel like this is the best yet training of mine that didn't come from, you know, reading two books and three courses and like coming together in a copy-paste thing that I now advise women to do. No, this has come from me, my own lived experience through my dating life and through finding and attracting the masculine man of my dreams and then marrying him and creating a family. This also came, yes, indeed, from a lot of research and learning and courses and coaches and, oh my God, you name it. You know, it's been a, it's been a journey of five years for me about that time. And also this has come from my clients. So the previous training, how is this different if you've signed up for another training of mine? which was the live female success, by the way. This is different because this is now coming through a distillation of my work one-on-one with women who I've helped get to that place where they're just attracting better men and they start attracting better masculine men and are on their way to actually to a relationship eventually. Not only masculine, but also masculine committed men. So if you are in a situation where you're attracting men that are less than desirable, let's say they're feminine men who don't want to lead, don't want to take charge, and men who are unavailable, then this training is for you. I will have to call this training, how to start attracting your masculine committed men, basically in 30 days or less. And in this training, I will share with you some of the key things that I've learned throughout this journey that are helping. That's what my work with women is based on. So in this 60-minute training, you'll find the number one reason why you're still single and can't attract a committed masculine man. 
it's not what you think. How to break through the patterns of attracting unavailable or feminine men, as I said, and find your blind spot so you can attract the men you want. How to master the feminine masculine polarity so you start feeling taken care of, claimed, and finally be able to let go of control and uncover the lie of female success that's keeping you stuck, exhausted, and unfulfilled, which means in masculine energy all the time, so you can start living in freedom and joy and much, much more. So if you're interested, go to girlskill.com slash webinar, sign up, and I can't wait for you to see this training and to let me know how it went. And by the way, there are no replays for this, so make sure you select the time that you can show up and be fully present. All right, I'm going to jump off and you continue listening to this episode. Well, let's break the ice and then uh, get into the awkward jar. And then after this, we're going to talk about women and beards because there's a lot of skeptics. I don't think I actually like talked or had a, a real conversation face-to-face very close with, with a true bearded guy. I think I'd get really awkward around it. I would want to touch it. Like on Shark Tank, the woman touched it. And like, <laughs> I think this is like a, such a such a cool thing. But anyways, let's get into the awkward jar first. And as I told you before, this is a, a statement that I find online that doesn't make any sense. And this one doesn't, like, for sure. Okay, so Eric, it is a known fact. Well, according to a legend, only virgins could tame unicorns. So why do you think that happens? Why do you think only virgins could tame unicorns? Virgin men or virgin women? <laughs> I think this relates to virgin women. Virgin women? Yeah. I don't know. It's it, My mind went quickly to the gutter. So. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead. I mean, whatever. Why do I think uh, only virgins could uh, tame unicorns? <laughs> yes. I, I just think there's... That innocence toward the world that, you know, uh, unicorns are really uh, keen to. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that the unicorn is innocent in a way because we're having this image of a unicorn. That's why virgins could own them. Yeah, they, they, and they just relate together. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. You did well. (laughs) Congratulations. All right. So now we get into the second part of the show and we're going to talk about beards and women. So Eric, why do you think women, and I think, well, I don't know about me. I love the look. Like when I look at you, pretty cool. When I look at all these hot men with beards, pretty cool. But like a lot of women have this, I guess inside they're attracted to it because it's very manly. But at the same time, they have this, they want to keep the distance for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe we're not used to them. So what's your theory on that? Like, what have you seen women? Because, you, I mean, you probably talked to some women about this. Like, tell us a little bit about that, women and beards. I think the more outrageous the beard, the more <laughs> intrigued uh, women tend to be. It, it kind of goes from, like, there's a lot of different kinds of beards. So you get, like, your corporate beard, which is just... I think a lot of women prefer that look. It's just like a standard a masculine. One, right? Yeah, and that's going to be anything from like a, we measure beard, not in length, but in time. So like a, a two-week beard to like a two-month beard is going to be like I've your never thought of beard. that. Okay. <laughs> and so it's going to be kind of just like the shorter beard that you can take to work and no one's going to say anything. And then like the longer beards, kind of what I have, mine's about like a four-month beard down to, it's called a terminal beard where it just quits growing. You know, like a lot of people, not just women, but women and men are are like drawn to it. And, uh, you know, it's a a point of conversation. Mm -hmm. People used to comment on my height, but now they comment on my beard. (laughs) Yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, like people do want to touch it and feel it. And, mm-hmm. and there's like a lot of, uh, if, if they've never dated a guy with a beard, then there's just, you just don't know. Right. So it's like whenever you experience something new, you, you kind of want to experience it. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about that a little bit. So let's say I have met a man with a beard of your size, which is long for me or like longer. Any tips or tricks for women to deal with that? <laughs> it's almost the same as dealing with men with longer hair. It's also like a bit of a challenge in a way. So what would you tell women who are just starting to date bearded guys? <laughs> yeah, I've actually done a, a video on this topic as well. Oh, cool. um, um, so, I mean, the, the first thing is like, uh, uh, like anything with a person, if you don't know them, you know, a beard is part of their personal space. So just don't go up and, and grab a beard. Um, <laughs> That would be equivalent to a guy just like going up to a woman and grabbing their chest. Right. Like it's okay. like a guy's personal space. Now, that being said, a lot of guys like their beards to be touched and stroked. So like if or they're even OK with strangers touching it. So if you ask politely, you know, I think a lot of guys would be cool. With it, you know, and I kind of say like the expectation is if you go to a guy and you don't ask for permission and then like grab his beard. And the expectation is that he's got the ability to go and grab your chest. So like kind of keep an eye out for that. But, (laughs) but if you do ask politely, you know, it's, uh, they're not going to automatically assume that they have the right to to grab you back. So, I mean, I think it's just about that communication and and openness. And then in terms of like, uh, once you're dating a guy with a beard, you know, guys are very vain, you know, guys are very visual type of people. So any kind of like compliments that, that you get or any kind of support of, of facial hair, guys are, are they're going to eat that up, you know, and, and every guy looks in the mirror and has insecurities about his own beard and, and will compare his beard to like all those hot models you see and, and wish his beard, you know, looked like that. So just helping him through that process of, of knowing that his beard is unique to him and it's what makes him himself and, and loving and supporting that is going to be very helpful. And then uh, I think, uh, you know, like stroking a guy's beard is like being interested in a man and everything that's part of that man is very uh, sexy, you know. Mm-hmm. So if, if uh, a woman is into the beard and strokes its beard, then I would say, you know, probably 95% of guys, you know, 90, 100% of guys are going to dig that. Wow, that's very valuable. And I never thought of this. Uh, this is amazing. Thank you for telling me that now that. I have a mission now to date a bearded man and try all these tips and let you know how it works. (laughs) But this is awesome. So my next question is about relationships and the beard. And you kind of talked about it a little bit. So what role does the beard play in the relationship? Well, whenever like the wife and I have a decision, we we usually play it down to uh, like a vote. So uh, my wife gets a vote, I get a vote, and my beard gets a vote. So... (laughs) Oh God, this is so bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, I kid, I kid. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> like there is a, depending on the guy and when you start dating him and if he has a beard or he doesn't have a beard, like there is always going to be that, you know, what do you look like without a beard or maybe I should shave or, you know, that kind of like discussion within the relationship. And, you know, hopefully a guy is, is dating a woman who supports the man and his decisions in life. And, and ultimately... The beard is is his own decision. It's his body, but it's also nice to have the support of the wife. and And it's okay to not like a beard, you know. Like, there's nothing wrong with saying, "Hey, I prefer your look without a beard." Like, there's there's no problem with that. But it's the, the problem is like when you start dictating to him, 
mm-hmm. um, saying, hey, you got to shave your beard because I don't like it. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that kind of crosses that, that fine line. But having that open communication on, on what you like and, and what you don't like is, is totally, you know, it's part of being in a relationship. So uh, did your wife dig the beard from the beginning and loves it until this day? Yeah, you know, my wife, she always preferred me having facial hair because uh, I'm a couple years younger than her, so she liked uh, me looking older. And and then when I embarked on this journey, she was a little hesitant toward me uh, growing my facial hair out. Like, she didn't know about the really big beard. And then uh, throughout the whole, I've grown it pretty long, and I've trimmed it up, and she's always been... Uh, supportive and, and never asked me to shave. She's been questioning when I talk about what it's going to look like in the future, but whenever I get there, she never pressures me to, to change it. So I even remember like at one point, like uh, there's a new look out there called the beard stash. Like I, I always uh, wanted to try that, which is a really short beard and a big mustache. And, you know, at that point she's like, no, keep the beard. So I, <laughs> she's really grown to, to love it and prefer it. Yeah, makes sense. Just like anything, I'm just thinking while you were talking, it's probably the same way as women feel about their hair. And the man obviously plays a role, like, should I cut it short or whatever? So it's almost like a common decision in a way, you know, because we care, like, how we look and how our men looks at us. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I got a lot of information out of you, Eric. Thanks so much for doing it. And uh, I have just two final questions. And the first one is related to the fear that you have as a man and uh basically the question is what is your biggest fear as a man yeah i mean there's uh there's a lot of fears that that, you know i have but (laughs) i think uh what i'm passionate about and what i'm doing is like i want to be noticed for what i do i want to build a legacy you know i don't want to to live this life you know simply to just live and then die you know i want to do something bigger than i am as an individual so Uh, not achieving that goal with a big disappointment Um, but I'd be dead anyway so (laughs) so nobody would care (laughs) yeah I I think like when I you know when I hit retirement you know and and when I decide to to stop working if if I haven't made an impact um it'll be pretty pretty disappointed yeah okay cool and the last question is that I also ask all men on the show and we're gonna end on high note with your most embarrassing moment in your sex or dating life you know, I've had a lot of uh, embarrassing moments. I don't even know. <laughs> Do they uh, uh, include a beard? <laughs> don't be really well, you know, I've been beard. married since uh, 2006, 2000. Yeah. So uh, it's been a long time since I've uh, gone on a date outside of my wife. So uh, we're pretty comfortable uh, together mm-hmm. nowadays. But I mean, I've been rejected a lot. Uh, but was it because of the beard? the rejection or not really it, it's not really no, i mean when i was when i was dating in college i, I didn't have a beard so okay uh, or if i had a beard it was really short so i'm not a very uh, uh when it comes to dating i take everything in stride it's a numbers game so sometimes you get that good fit and sometimes you don't so uh sometimes you have those wins and losses sometimes you don't you know like uh uh, you get nervous sometimes for for certain people, and, and that's a good thing, you know. Like if, if you really like them, and and then yeah. that that energy, then that's a good mm. thing. 
Well, it's been an amazing conversation, Eric, and uh, I love what you shared with us and all the women listening, uh, I think, are going to be a little bit more enlightened about the beard and maybe not as scared of the beard and actually more enthusiastic about especially me. So thank you so much for coming on the show and to all the women out there who want to know more about the beard or who want to support their men in this journey or buy any of the products as gifts, which I hope I'm going to sell on my website someday. Uh, tell us where we can find you and uh, yeah. So uh, to buy, uh, you'll go to beardbrand.com. And then to learn a little more, we have urbanbeardsman.com, which mm-hmm. is our content website. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You also have an amazing Facebook page, Instagram. I'm going to subscribe to it immediately just to get inspired with all these men. All right. Awesome. Well, as Eric, thank you so much again. You have a good day in uh, Austin. You're right now yes. in Austin. Yes. Yeah. And I think I'm going to go and hang out because it's night in Thailand. So, <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Well, have a good night. And uh, it's been a pleasure being on the show, Anna. So Thanks so much for coming. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Cheers. bye. All right, girlfriends. Hope you enjoyed listening or watching to this episode. And if you did, and if you resonate with most of the things I'm saying and you want to learn more and you want to finally start attracting masculine men, I have an invitation for you. So. As you know, I am committed and passionate about helping successful women attract and keep committed masculine men. So I have a personal invitation for you. If you're resonating with everything and you're ready to step up and invest in yourself and take things to the next level, I'd love, love, love to talk to you and see if you'd be a fit for my work and what I do. And so Basically, what I'm doing is I'm inviting you, and it's a personal invitation, If you, only if you resonate, because I don't work for, with everyone, and I'm not here to just, you know, make a quick buck and whatever. I'm here committed to your result, and I will make sure that we go until the end and that we get you the result that you want, which is start attracting better men. So, I invite you to sign up to actually apply for a free discovery call with me. It's a call that is one hour long. And what we do is we talk about your current situation, where you are today, and what's wrong, quote unquote, wrong with your dynamics with men, what you don't like. And then we're going to talk about what you really want and where you want to get. And at the end, if I find that that's a good fit, I'll tell you what I do and I'll offer you to join us and uh, how we could work together. So just to give you a bit of context, this, this experience is all about and what I'm going to offer to only if I find that that's a good fit is about number one, putting yourself in the best position to start attracting committed masculine men and not through tactics and techniques or tips, tricks, whatever, but just by being you and understanding and appreciating men, thus creating a deeper relationship with yourself as a feminine essence woman and attract better committed masculine men. Number two, it's all about letting go of overworking perfectionism and the need to control by overcoming your limiting beliefs, patterns, and obstacles to rediscover your worth and enoughness and rebuilding your faith in your own voice, in your own decisions, and exploring your boundaries and so on and so on. Number three, it's all about letting your body lead, stop overthinking, and start trusting your gut and your heart when it comes to making decisions, expanding and embracing your range of emotions, cultivating sense of 
awareness and pleasure and feeling more without apologizing for it. And I know if you're here, you understand and you know that the path to your masculine man who's a conscious, healthy man is through you, is through embracing your feminine nature, is through running with the wolves and embracing your wild feminine side and actually gaining power from it. And a healthy masculine man will only be attracted to that if you get to that place yourself. And last but not least, it's all about becoming deeply connected to yourself as a woman. Understand what true femininity is, exploring deeper levels of intimacy, and finally becoming free, lighter, and open. Embracing basically the feminine side of polarity, because again, this is what your masculine man wants. And it's all about stop living in the masculine energy by pushing, doing, and choosing all the time and start living. Enjoy freedom and your wild nature where you can surrender, where you can finally let go. Trust me, this is an amazing place to be and it's easy and joyful and it feels natural and feels like a woman. So if you resonate, go to girlskill.com slash apply and there's going to be a short survey, step one. Just apply there and then the next step is to schedule a call with me. It's going to be an hour. We have fun on this call, so I hope to see you there. And my, my calendar is booked for another, I mean, booked. My calendar is open for another week. So go ahead and do that. If you don't see times that are available for you, make sure you email me because I'll always make time for you to make sure that you get your spot. All right, girlfriend, keep running with wolves and I'll see you next week with another episode of Girl Skill Podcast or my YouTube channel that I already have. Okay, bye! <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Girl Skill. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher to never miss an episode. And never forget that your version of success is uniquely yours to live and experience. Until next time, let's continue redefining female success together. Girlskill.com Female success, redefined. Redefined.